0: Hey guys, welcome to the HBIC podcast where we're gonna be talking about all the things that help create the life that you are truly meant to live. Boutique owner, marketing enthusiast, mother, entrepreneur, and now your new BFF, I'm your host Emery and I'll be the one that's going to be hyping you up so we can get you to your highest possible self. I've seen it too many times where women aren't confident in their relationships, businesses, and over life, and I'm just here to change the game. So sit back and follow along where we pave the way to your true potential. Get ready to be unstoppable, empowered, and an HBIC. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the HBIC podcast. Today, we're back for another Thursday episode with one of my favorite guest weeks. Uh, actually, this week is a little bit different. I have two for the price of one, two of my favorite girls who have started a group called the Red Lipstick Revolution. We have Miss Kristen and Amber with us today to talk about why you can sit with us. Now, these two ladies, not only are they both individually incredible individuals as themselves, but they're amazing mothers, real estate agent, hype woman. I feel like any I think about the most dynamic duo, these two come to mind immediately for not only myself but for so many other women and men in this world. So I was very excited to have them a part of the show today. So if you guys would both like to say hello and introduce yourselves, how are we doing today?
1: We are good. Hi. Thanks good. I'm so Thanks so much for having us.
0: Yes, I'm so excited to have both of you on here today. So I'll have you guys kind of introduce yourself to all the listeners who are familiar with you guys and kind of give us a little quick bio of who you are and what you're up to lately.
2: Hi, I'm Amber. I am a mother of three girls. So there is a ton of feminine energy in our house. Um, So, so much so that my husband had to get a boy dog just to kind of try to balance things out. <laughs> um, so I raise those babies. Um, They are 12, eight, and five. So I'm definitely in the thick of a different type of season of life, motherhood-wise. I've been married for 14 years. I'm a realtor, an entrepreneur, a coach, um,
1: and I'm just really excited to be here. Thank you for creating this space, Debrae. Yeah, absolutely. And then, hi, this is Kristen. So opposite of Amber, she is the girl mom. I am the boy mom. (laughs) So I have uh, two boys. They're six and eight. Eight. My fiance and I have been together for 18 years. We are not married yet. Just got engaged this year. That's a story for another time. <laughs> um, but uh, I have been in real estate for it'll be 10 years in April. And I also have a role at the brokerage Amber and I are both at as the agent success manager there.
0: That's so exciting. So now
1: both of you together have created this group called
0: the Red Lipstick Revolution. Will one of you kind of explain what it is, what you guys do, or what you guys have done in the past?
2: Yeah. So we got started with Red Lipstick Revolution about two years ago. Prior to that, we had said, you know, we really wanted this space. Uh, where women could learn how to do business differently. We both are in a very male dominated industry in real estate. We had male mentors who, by the way, were great. I mean, I loved my mentor in real estate. Um, He really helped catapult my career. But what we had found was a lot of the trainings we went to, a lot of the events, a lot of the seminars, there was always a guy in a suit standing up front telling me to sell more, triple my goal. And I was like, who's doing this guy's laundry? who's raising this guy's kids? Because when when you get started in an industry like this, you're not like rolling in the dough, you know? So I just said, where is the space for women to do business a little bit differently than maybe the men have paved the way to do?
0: And I think that's absolutely incredible that you guys do this. And like I said, the name of this podcast episode is called You Can Sit With Us, like on the opposite spectrum of the Mean Girls. Like, you can't sit with us. It's like yeah. every event I feel like I have gone to, and I've either I've ran into either one of you or obviously both of you together. It's just this energy in this room, you guys. I, I can't explain it. It's just like you instantly feel like you're best friends with them, especially in a room full of women. It's, it's, it's hard to walk in a room full of women that you don't know, and then to have like yeah. this person beeline to you and be like, hey, what's up, girl? What's going on? I'm like, do, do I know these girls? And I'm like, I know we've never met, but like we just want to introduce ourselves, and we think you're doing great. And I'm like, well, shit. Now we're best friends. It's like, you guys are always hyping up other people, whether that's on your individual Instagrams or social medias or the Red Lipstick Revolution Instagram itself. There's always another group another business another realtor like it's it's insane to me that you guys even the same people in the same field as you you're always hyping them up what is your take on you know why it's important for one to do this and why do you guys do this and with other realtors women business owners
1: friends in general i think that a big thing amber and i have always talked about is the fact that Truly, you're going to get more out of collaboration than having like a scarcity mindset. So for instance, like in our industry and in real estate, like you said, a lot of people think it's crazy that we will create these relationships with other realtors and help them and support them and coach them and put them on our platforms and all that kind of stuff. But... Um Amber and I I don't know if people like realize this like even if we wanted to we could not sell every home in Michigan like it's just impossible. <laughs> so it's kind of like you know everyone everyone jives with different people and I think coming from a scarcity mindset is not going to get you as much as coming from an abundant mindset. And we just truly believe that like what we're putting out there and if we're helping support other people, that's just going to all come back to us And the right people that we're meant to work with, whether that be in real estate or coaching or with the red lipstick group, you know, relationships with sponsors for events, we do things like that. The right people are going to find us and work with us and the people that aren't meant to work with us. Like that's fine. Well, they might be drawn to someone that we've now posted on our Instagram, right? Exactly. So if it's if it's not going to be us, we'd rather it go to someone that they've seen through us and that we love and we want to support. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, So I don't
2: think a lot of people know this origin story either. But, you know, Kristen and I, before we were friends, were just two people who knew of each other and knew that we were both realtors. And one day, Kristen was at an open house, posted it on social media. I shared that more just to get her some eyes on a house she was selling. My clients called me and said, we want out of the house that we're building. We want that house. And we ended up doing a deal together. So when you come from a place of abundance, like it, it's not about like, oh, why does Kristen get that listing or or I'm not going to share her listing because I wish I had a listing like that. That's all a scarcity mindset, like Kristen was saying here by sharing something that I could have no gain in. I ended up having gain. Does that make sense?
0: Oh, absolutely. And and plus, like, let's be real here. You guys are doing so many more things too. Like you guys explained, you're not just realtors. You're doing all this other thing. So if it's like you're sharing with another realtor and some that other realtor gets the business, it's more than likely going to come back that those people that were going to work with you might come to you for something else like mentorship or a partnership, or if you guys do an event and you're looking for sponsors, they're going to work with you now. You know what I mean? Cause it's like, no one wants to be recognized as, Oh, that's the bitch realtor that doesn't like to work with anyone that <laughs> is mean. For right? Sure. And, oh my God. I loved her. She actually gave me a client and we just met for lunch and she does X, Y, and Z. Do you get what I mean? It's like, I could be that nasty person that's like, I'm the only, I'm the best of the best and no one's better than me. Or you could have the mindset. It's like, again, not everyone can sell every single house in the state of Michigan or even in the world. And it's like, I'd rather have the the (laughs) reputation of, I'd rather people want to come work with me versus not work with me, especially if you're doing other things than just real estate.
1: Yeah. And I think too, for Uh, Our industry, especially like I think this goes in a lot of industries and businesses, but in ours, especially your relationships can like make or break your business truly, because if we're in a position, say, for instance, we have a listing and you get multiple offers like part of what you're looking at on top of the terms of that for your seller and you know what lender they're working with and all those things, you're looking at who that agent is. And you're like, what do I know about this agent? Are they easy to work with? Are we easily going to get to the closing table? Do they handle negotiations well? Or are they an agent that's going to make this a nightmare for me on the other side? You know, so so having those relationships and building those relationships within our industry is super important, in my opinion. And yeah. here's the
2: thing, too, yeah. that I always go back to. I wasn't always the hype girl i can recognize that i mean there are people like if this reaches certain years that knew me in high school in my early 20s are going to be like that bitch was a you can't sit with us bitch and i was <laughs> i can fully own that that f- i had a season of life where i was like very standoffish and that was more of an insecurity issue than anything else but no one knew that right like i'm not going to walk around going like i'm insecure help me i was more like eh, i'm a bitch, cool awesome don't sit with me and so out of that really was spread this self-awareness that I turned into wanting to do better. And so then partnering with someone like Kristen, who also had those same sort of situations growing up, where either either you're the mean girl or you've known a mean girl. We've all known those people. When I started in real estate, a woman who was on my team literally told everybody, I was brand new, Demarie, like brand new, sitting across the table from her. And come to find out, she was like, I hope that bitch crashes and burns in, her, in real estate. That was oh, seven years ago. That crazy. has not... Yeah, that hasn't left me for seven years. It's fueled me though. It's fueled me because whatever I was doing on the other end of that table rubbed her the wrong way. And I know it's not about me. The same way when people hurt you, it's not about you. It's about their hurt. And so when Kristen and I were discussing why the importance of an organization like this needed to exist, why we needed a place where women could learn to celebrate themselves, it's because culturally women tend to be crabs in a bucket. We see one woman shining and we want to pull her down and get her back to reality real quick. And what I love about people like you and what we've got building and what I see this movement happening amongst women of our generation is we're saying we're done with that your light shining bright doesn't mean mine has to dim any lower so let's all shine bright together
0: oh exactly and misery loves company and I'm gonna snowball off of what you just said of I was I was the you can't sit with us bitch you know I'm a, you can't sit with us because it's like you were probably around other people who and, and the insecurity thing of it's my own issues reflecting and portraying on other people that I'm jealous or envious of and more of a I don't like what they're doing. It's like, no, I really do like what they're doing and I wish I could do it. Now, when you are around other people that are consistently hyping you up and building you up and the same thing of not trying to pull their shine down, but being with them because there's room at the top for anyone, it's contagious. It's like you are around so many negative people. So then you're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. You get in your head, you're negative all the time. Now you're around other people. Like you said with Kristen, it's like, you are almost going to confidently going to be able to be the best version of yourself because you have other people allowing it to happen. Correct? Like you're like, I'm around all these people who are letting me shine because there's room right next to me at the top. And it's unfair to think that I'm the best. And that's the only way that there is.
1: Yeah, and I think, and you kind of touched on it, Damarie, but like the whole, you know, it's kind of a cliche thing that you hear over and over and over again, especially a lot recently. Like I'm seeing it all over social media, like who, you're, who you surround yourself with matters. And that is true and it is a cliche, but I think what's important about what you were just saying is the piece about it is easy when you're surrounded by that. Even if you're not that kind of person, you kind of get drug into it and brought Along with it, because just as you said, when you're around the positive, the hype, the uplifting, you're part of that. You're excited. You act that way. If you're around the negativity and the toxicity and people downplaying other people, it's very easy because naturally we all want to fit in. Right. So if you're in an environment where that's where the conversation is going there's the water cooler talk you know all that kind of stuff it's very easy to get wrapped up in that even if that's not truly the kind of person you are exactly so it's like when, when we hear this surround yourself with the right people i think that's so important because i've experienced it both ways unfortunately right and yeah. like when i look back at it it is having that self-awareness once you're away from it to go wow i did let myself get sucked into that and i was part of it Right. So I think like so easily people throw out that, oh, who you surround yourself with matters. But I think, you know, being really intentional and understanding why and what difference that really makes is important.
0: Yeah. And the more positivity there is in the world and embracing and empowerment, encouragement and all this thing, the more there will be. Because realistically, I like to compare it to Internet trolls. There's a beautiful picture of somebody and one Internet troll comes out and is like, you look ugly. Now everyone else feels comfortable to come out and say, something say the else same they thing because somebody's broken the seal. Now it's the same thing with positivity. If it's there, it's going to be more abundant. And the more people talking about it, the more norm it is and the more like, I guess, encouraged it is because as women, let's be real here. Me and I don't know if you got, you guys know Sarah Ordo, correct? Yes. Yeah. yeah okay. So she's my favorite that talks about like owning your like pride and things and confidence and all that. It's like, We as women are taught that if we talk about ourselves, if we're, if we say how good our outfit looks, or oh my God, I just closed on, you know, 20 deals this month, or I hit this $4,000 a week, or whatever it is, you seem braggy. And women right. are consistently afraid of being judged, especially by other women. Let's be real, men don't give a shit. There's so many times for where. Sure not. Uh, yeah. I mean, I could be like, my boyfriend, he's a different breed. He, I honestly, he's like a woman, but other men are like, I have girlfriends, they're like, oh my God, I got this dress on sale for $20 and it's like a Saint Laurent dress. Like, that doesn't happen. And they're like, cool. But it's like, women sure. are so afraid of being judged by other women. And I just feel like. The more we accept each other, embrace each other, uplift, like like I said, all those things, it's not tabooed as much. And I feel like that's toot our own horns, but like you guys especially, walking into a room when there's more people like that that come up to the people that aren't usually as comfortable, you can tell that they're uncomfortable, they don't know anybody. It makes the whole experience ten times better. So when you guys go to like a networking meeting. You're by yourself. You're together. What do you guys do or what have you guys done in the past to like help out or cancel out the negative talk or, you know, self-induced thoughts when you walk into a room in order to walk into a room confidently?
2: Gosh, I struggled with that for a really, really long time in my life. I mean, I was somebody who appeared super overly confident on the outside, but it wasn't until very recently that I learned how to do that. And I'll tell you a personal story that actually includes Sarah Ordo. And I've messaged her about this. I've been to two of her best fucking brunch events. um, But the first one I ever went to was December before the pandemic in 2019. And I stepped in there all by myself. I bought a ticket uh and i talked myself out of it a thousand times before i walked in the room i i literally was like oh it's on a sunday that's the day i go to church i'll never i'm going by myself i couldn't find a friend you know what my kids probably need me home to make them a sandwich i mean i literally had so much going on in my brain that makes zero sense of why i wouldn't go attend this amazing event that i put resources into that to be super honest. I didn't have at the time a hundred dollars seemed like a million that year to me for whatever the reason. Right. And I was like, F it. I bought a new blouse. Uh, from Topshop and it's so cute and I'm going to walk in and I didn't know where to sit and I, I was that girl. I was the awkward girl who didn't know who to talk to, who was just sitting there and somewhere in between there, she had people stand up and say what they got out of it or, or what their takeaway was. And I stood up and I said, I came here all by myself and I'm an only child who has spent my whole life trying not to do things by herself and i can't believe that i even walked in the door and i'm proud of myself and that's all it took to start to snowball that after that i left my team i went individual in my real estate company kristen and i finally got together and decided that we were going to partner in some way a year later red lipstick revolution was born and now when we walk into a room I mean not to just speak for her too um, but when we walk into a room we want to make sure that nobody leaves going I knew I shouldn't have went there Mm -hmm. because sometimes we walk into a, a space and it's not for the speakers and it's not for the event itself and it's not for the giveaway and the swag sometimes we don't even know what our purpose is supposed to be in a room sometimes it's for us but a lot of times what i've noticed in red lipstick revolution is that it's for someone else it's a smile it's a hello it's a tell me about yourself so that other people can be seen and heard and i will never forget how sarah just creating that event created that space for me to have a very amazing awakening at 37 years old amber
0: if i could tell you how big i'm smiling right now (laughs) guess what that event I was at, and I remember you standing at that event. And guess what? <laughs> I also went by myself, and that was the first event I had ever done by myself with the same fucking mentality. My friends oh didn't want to go. They didn't want to spend $100. I had my son. I was going through an awful time in my marriage. That event was what sparked me to be like, I need a fucking divorce. I need to take over the world. Because exactly like you said, Sarah, I remember this. I literally said this in my speech last year at empower is that I remember her literally opening up the event going, raise your hand if you came here alone. And 90% yep. of the room raise their hand and it's like oh shit okay everyone's here pretty much doesn't know anybody and it was like okay you came here alone but how many of you can c- came here not knowing anybody and the same amount of people pretty much raised their hand so it's like walking into those networking events that again that's why i'm smiling so big because like you were just saying that and i was like wanting to scream in the back i'm like i fucking <laughs> feel this because it's like, i think we get in our heads okay i'm gonna sign up for this networking event where i'm going to meet other women how fucking dare i go talk to other women Like, we're all there to network. (laughs) Like, and if that's not what you're here for, you're the dumb one. Like, I shouldn't feel uncomfortable going to a networking place and feeling like, okay, I can't talk to anyone. Because, like, so many times I've gone to different things like that. alone. Now I go all the time by myself. I don't give a shit. Like, none of my friends want to go. For sure. Yeah, whatever. But it's nice to walk in there with the mindset of... I'm here to network. I'm here to meet people. And so is everybody else that's here. So it's not uncanny for me to walk up and be like, hi, I don't know you. My name's Samarine. I own this. What do you do? Yeah, And then to do the same thing to make that connection and break the tension so that next time when you go, you just slowly start to know more and more people at these events. So I just... Not to cut gruesome, I thought it was so funny that you just said that because I, too, feel the exact same way.
1: Well, and to your point, though, about that's what's funny about it is everyone goes into it if you go by yourself or whatever, being nervous, being scared and not wanting to talk to people. But it's like that's the whole purpose of the event. So, like, what did did you pay for and why did you come if you're not going to talk to anyone and you're just going to sit there and listen and then leave? Yeah. So. I think, and and to your point too, like some of the networking events, first of all, that's how we met you for one. Um, For two, like I have so, both of us have so many great relationships now out of, people we met at networking events. Like I met Jamie who owns her brand photo at a networking event. I was so like enamored with her. She was taking pictures of the event at the time, which she doesn't even do anymore. She just does like branding photography. And I reached out to her. Well, now she's, I think of her as a friend, like we chat, we talk, I've done like six or seven branding shoots with her. Right. And that was all out of a networking event and speaking to her for like five seconds there and being like, I want to connect with you, following her on Instagram, connecting afterwards, being like, okay, let's do this thing. You know? Um, And there's so many stories like that. And had I just gone and listened to the speaker that day and not approached Jamie afterwards, I wouldn't now have this new friend who's also someone that's all about women empowerment and doing these things. And it just goes to show like what can come out of even a couple minute conversation with someone at a networking event. And
2: not only have we done branding photos with her brand, which Kristen was doing long before I jumped into, before we jumped into our worlds together. Right. But, Jamie has now spoken at an RLR event yes. that we had in West Bloomfield last year, um, which is one of her dreams was to become a speaker. Yep. Um. I saw you speak at, I wish I had known you were at that first, her best fucking brunch. Kristen and I went to the second one that Sarah Ordo put on. Mm-hmm. I heard you speak, f- started following you, Demare. Then we found <laughs> out you were putting on Empower Her, yep. and Kristen and I walked in there. And yes, I mean, I think what I want people to hear in this story is I think sometimes it's easy to say, like, well, if Amber are going together. That feels easier. So I want everyone to hear this. Yes, it's great to have a partner who has that you can bounce ideas off of and you can and you can feel that security with. But there are just as many times where we go mm-hmm. alone and we go with the purpose of who needs what we have to offer here today. And in doing so, we have to talk about ourselves. And what unfortunately, I think we're, when we're brought up, we're taught not to brag, like you were saying earlier, like we're, we're not supposed to have this very false humility like it's okay to be humble but it's also okay to start to celebrate yourselves and that's what we wanted Red lipstick revolution to be about. Every Thursday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we have calls on Clubhouse where we talk about mindset, we talk about tactical business things, and we always start with celebrations. Everybody has to celebrate themselves. And I'm going to tell you, it never fails whether they've been on the call for two years or it's their first phone call. It's always crickets for at least a minute before somebody finally <laughs> mics
1: because no one is taught how to celebrate yeah. themselves. Yep. No yep. one. I was just going to say, and Amber is really good at giving that awkward one. Minute silence, so then it forces someone's on. She's like, I'll let you all sit here. Someone better go. (laughs) I was gonna say also, like,
0: to be fair, even if you guys walk in a room together as the quote unquote red lipstick revolution duo, you guys are like that healthy couple that like splits at a party and goes and talks (laughs) to their own friends. Like it's not like a we're a package deal. You talk to me, you talk to Amber. It's like we you're this way she's that way, and you guys are doing your own thing, and it's like it's so refreshing because even at the Empower event, I had so many. Girls come up to me and they were like, "Who are those girls?" Um, I can't remember their names, but they they were the red lipstick girls. I was like, "Oh, Kristen Amber." They're like, "I love them. They're so (laughs) great." And I'm like, "Oh, you guys got to talk to them." And they're like, "Yeah, they came right up to us and they were talking to us and having a good time." And we got to know all about what they do and they're realtors. And I might buy like all this stuff all because like you guys branched out at an event again that. Wasn't put on by like a best friend of yours or your cousin or your sister. You're there to support. Like you went there, you separated, you did your own thing, and even if you made your way back together, it was like you guys made these relationships with people that are my friends. And it was to the point where they're like the Red Lipstick Girls. I can't remember their names. I could, like, talk to them for a minute. I'm like, oh, Kristen and Amber. They're like
2: they were just fantastic. <laughs> And, we, and you know what? That really is by design. I mean, it's especially, and I know my tendencies personally, um, so I can't speak for Kristen, but I know my tendency is to partner up and have that security blanket. And so what's so great about finding, um, you know, somebody like Kristen, which when we first partnered up, like we weren't really that close of friends, which I always find hysterical because now we are so tight, which I think just naturally happens when you have a good business thing going. Um, but she will tell me like, okay, When we get in there, we're going to sit, we're going to listen, and then I want us to go off, like, here's my goal today, what's your goal today? Who do you want to meet today? And we visualize it. We visualize who might be waiting for us, what opportunity we're hoping for, and we we put it out there. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. And like you said with Jamie, it's like you started off, she was photographing the business. And so not only did you make a brand, your guys's pictures are bomb as hell. Like, let's be real here. They are great. <laughs> and now you guys have these Thank amazing you. branding photos that you might not have had if you wouldn't have met her. All from just literally for walking sure. up being like, hi, we're so-and-so. And making those connections because, again, it's like tabooed. And like, it blows my mind. I even get in the mindset once in a while. I walk into a room and I'm like, oh, I'm afraid of being judged. Da, da, da. But I'm like, we're all here for the same thing we're literally here to network. That's literally what it is. It's the, the, let me think of one, Met or we've got Dana with uh, MIT. We've got Met with Jessica, like they're networking. Events Like we're there to meet each other. I didn't sign up to come and see. Like, don't get me wrong. I love seeing Kristen. I love seeing all the people that I know. But like I met the girls across the table from me. They own an injection spot. The girls next to me is an author. Another girl does a podcast. She's doing an episode with me in a few weeks. It's like you don't realize what connections you can make. And even being on other people's shows or other people's business pages, those people have followers or also clients that could potentially be yours as well. So it's like you get these kick-ass relationships, but then you also get like, you reap what you sow, what you get, what you put into it is what you get out of it. And I think it's absolutely huge that walking in there with that mindset is just the number one thing that I think for sure, like you guys said, is what kicks the negative thoughts of we're here to make shit happen. And so is everyone else. So let's get this rolling and stop doubting yourself.
1: And I think something that you touched on a little bit right there too is when you go to these events, right? And like, it's easy to get trapped in this. Like if you're going to continue to be someone who networks and goes to networking events all the time, you can't then find the little group of pot of people that you already know and then only hang with them while you're there, right? Like you have to be intentional. And I think that's what's like hard about people. I think especially for people who aren't in this kind of world where like networking is a part of your world and all that, it's hard to understand. And some people get into it and then it becomes not a good use of their time because they're just talking to the same people every time. So when Amber was talking about like when we go to some, we'll talk before and be like, what do we need to achieve? What people are going to be there that we don't know yet that we want to talk to? Yes, like you said, of course, we love seeing you. We love seeing Jamie. We love seeing Jessica, all these people. But like who's in the room that we don't know yet that we need to talk to? We can't spend all of our time with the people that we do already know or now that networking event hasn't brought us anything new.
0: Exactly. If
1: anything, every single networking event that
0: you go to, at least try to meet one new person. It's one person more than you knew before you went in there. Because I know some people get comfortable, or let's be real, they only see them at these things. They're like, oh, how was the event we talked about last week or last month or whatever? They get to catch up. But it's like, if you can make it your goal to talk to one more person than last time or one different person than talking to the same person you do know, it. It is huge, and it's sometimes you talk yeah. to these people that go to networking events. Are like, oh, it wasn't great. I really never listen to people when they say networking events didn't go good because I just kind of can read like you probably didn't get like much out of it from sitting from your yeah. chair and just leaving. Yeah, like let's yeah, be real, yeah. here. you didn't get much yeah, out it, of it because like- you
2: didn't leave. Yeah, it's very much like, what What are you going in there to get out of it? And you have to have that mindset of, like, I'm going to go and I'm going to do anything I can to make a connection, right? Like, that's what's the most important thing is, is how we walk in. You'll even see, like, I mean, at, even at your at Empower Her, which was amazing last year, by the way. Okay, yeah. Like, what a whirlwind of beautiful, pink, freaking everything, (laughs) women everywhere. Like when you talk about branding, girl, you've got that down. Like it was a beautiful. But as we even sitting at the table waiting for the speakers to start, Chris and I had our backs to each other talking to the women on either side of us. Mm-hmm. You know, like we I already know, Kristen, I could already shoot the shoot with her, the hour home from yeah. Port Huron. like, I, I want to know what's happening to the woman next to me because I was that woman at one point, right? Like I was the one who, like you said, showed up alone. And then all of a sudden, 90 other women are like, well, I showed up alone too. But if we don't tell somebody else we showed up alone, we never understand the power of those kinds of numbers. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so that's why I'm always like open and on the lookout. Like, who do we need to, who do we need to be talking to?
0: Yep. I like to explain it as, as I was talking to my, my sister the other day. I was like, she's like, because they make fun of me. I hope my whole family makes fun of me. So obviously I left Port Huron and I moved to Royal Oak. But like, I know <laughs> everybody in Port Huron. Oh, if you guys need a lash tag, Demery only knows like 37 of them or this, that, the other. Like, <laughs> she got the hookup. She like Demery's your directory. She's like, she goes to all these networking events and she's like, doesn't it get old? Doesn't it get boring? And I'm like, No. And, she, and she's like, why? And I'm like, because you literally never know what you're going to learn. Even if it's the same yeah. room of yeah. the same 10 women, uh-huh. you learn something new or you talk about something. And I was like, it's like going to a movie theater, putting earplugs in, closing your eyes. How are you going to know what happened in the movie? You literally chose to come to something that you intended to watch, see and learn and, and enjoy. And instead you came with earplugs and closed your eyes. You have no idea what happened. That's literally what yeah. it's like if you go to a networking event and don't actually get up to talk to other people. You literally wasted your time and connections that you could have
2: potentially made. So Absolutely. No, I'll say if, if I can share, um, if anyone's listening who's felt that in a, in a networking event, who's felt like they either wasted their time or they didn't get much out of it or they are regretting how they showed up and they want to show up differently, I have seen, I mean, we could probably weave stories for the next two hours on what we have seen connect the dots through different networking events. But I will tell you, one of my, one of my goals for last year was to start speaking. And we got the opportunity to do that a couple times last year, Kristen and I. And when we when I set my eyes on, I was like, I want to speak and Empower Her. I watched you this panel of ladies last year, you guys, and I was like, that's it. That's what I want. That's what I want to do. And those kinds of things are from the connections of exactly what Demaray and Kristen and I are discussing. Like I went to. One, her best fucking brunch, decided to go alone, changed my life. Didn't even know Demaree was there. Went to the other one only because I'd already been to one, knew what I was stepping into. Demaree was the speaker. Started following her on Instagram. Then she puts on this conference. I go to it, meet all the other vendors and women in the room who I still follow, still have nurturing relationships yep. with. And then what happened when it got closer up to disempower her? I said, I- I'm going to just message her. I'm messaging her. I'm going to just ask. And you know what? We don't do enough. We don't ask for what we want. You're not a mind reader, Demaray. You're not going to know like, oh, yeah. like, you're not going to like be sitting there meditating, worrying, the going, oh, uh, what are Amber's goals for 2023? Like, I'm not on your radar, nor should I be. Like, and nobody's on each other's radar. We are running the same race, and we're not looking left and right. We've got our blinders on. So if you don't ask, which is something we talk about yeah. in Red Lipstick all the time, we say, please, this is not. You your don't ask, you don't group. get. You don't exactly like I was like, this is the place to self-promote. This is the place to ask for what you want. And I said, F it. I'm putting myself out there. The worst case scenario is she says no. And sometimes people say no to me and that's fine. They're wrong. (laughs) 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 And sometimes people say no, but you know what? Here we are. Now we're going to be speaking at your conference. I mean, I'm
1: through the mood about it. And it's all because of a snowball effect from putting yourself. And to be honest too, when we did that, We talked about messaging you and we were like, what's the worst that happens? We tell her, hey, we already bought our tickets. We were already planning on coming. We're coming either way. If you still need more speakers or want more speakers, we are so interested. We would love to. But if that's a no, that's fine. And we're still going to be there. Exactly. And that's
0: where I was just going to say is like the worst they say is no. And what? Oh, my God. Can't believe somebody loves the event so fucking much that they would want to speak at it, right? Like, how is gonna take offense to that? Hey, love your brand so much, would love to promote it. Like, oh, I can't believe <laughs> they would ask that. You know what I mean? So, I it's like, it, when right? you guys asked me, I was like, oh my god, because let's be real, public speaking. Is not for everybody so that is one of the things that it's not like hey mom want to get on stage and you know say a couple lines my mom would rather literally shit her pants (laughs) and like wear it for a week like she'd be like absolutely (laughs) not like so for people to go out of the things again we're not mind readers Businesses aren't mind readers, friends aren't mind readers. This girl in the room that's so fucking scared to meet you, she's not a mind reader. Like, that girl's nice. I'm gonna go talk to her. It's up to you to do the things that you want, take advantage, and you're never exactly like you said, you don't ask, you won't receive, and then you just it's it's what you put in is what you get out. And now you guys, that's where I also was going with this. It's like, not to change the subject, but you guys are now gonna be speakers at the Empower Her 2023, where it's like last year you were attendees, you put yourself out there, you're like, hey. We'd love to speak. We'd love to be there. If not, no worries. We'll still be there and hopefully for next year. Yeah. Hell yeah. And now you guys are one of the headlining speakers of the event and it's like unreal. We're so, so excited. I know. I'm so excited. The whole panel is just such a vibe and I'm just happy to have you guys part of it because it's just, again, this energy that you guys just do so much, right? Like your real estate agents, your hype women's now we're public speaker. We're doing all of the things and it's just It's great to have people that can do so many things with such a positive attitude, a part of the event. And that's literally what the vibe's about. I literally say on the Instagram, if you're a bitch and you don't want to meet new people or want to compliment other people, please don't buy a ticket. Don't come. Like, I don't, we don't, we don't want you there. That's, this isn't for you. But for you guys, again, with being speakers, real estate, doing all the things, right? How do you guys find the time to balance all of that? Work, mom, personal, and networking life with everything in between? Cocaine. <laughs> no, <I'm-
1: laughs> no, that's so 80. <laughs> you can't kill me, I'm, I'm coffee. So I'm gonna that's die. So <laughs> Oh my gosh. She's literally, she knows I'm trying my hardest not to cough because I've had this cough for weeks from when I was sick and they told me it could last six, eight weeks. And before we got on with you, I'm like, I need to find a way to try and not cough through this whole podcast. and then she makes when i start laughing like that it like gets caught in my throat and i'm like almost dying so yes but you're anyway, like you bitch you know what you're doing yeah, yeah like you're trying to kill me now jesus um, but no i think so i mean we probably have both a little bit of a different answer for that so uh, i personally like went through a lot of trial and error on how to figure out like what was the best um, schedule and time blocking and balance with my kids, which by the way, we hate that work life balance thing. We're always like, how, like, how can we call that different? Yep. So it's, Cause it's not a balance, right? Like you, so we like, we've tried harmony. We're trying to find like a word that's better because the balance thing just doesn't, it's not real. So um. long story short, after many years of, like, arguments with Jeff and who's going to be home when and, right, all that kind of stuff, because Amber and I's schedules are not normal nine to five schedules, right? So yeah. it's, it's always different. You can't really plan, so to say, for it. Um, things come up, stuff like that. So for me, what I have done in Granted This is this past year was the first year both of my boys were in school full time. So obviously that's very helpful now that at least I know during those like nine to four hours, I'm good. Um, But what I do, and we're very fortunate and lucky that grandparents are very involved and around and stuff like that. And we have a great sitter that we can tap into. um, But I have two days that I heavy stack my days. So literally, like this year, it's Monday and Tuesday. I have uh, grandparents that pick the boys up from school that day. Then Jeff gets them from them. I literally, from the time I drop them off to school, can work until midnight if I need to. That's so amazing. I That's have, cool. yeah. So I have two days that I heavy, heavy stack my days. Um, I know ahead of time that those two days every week, I have, you know, I can schedule late appointments without worrying about where the boys are. I can, you know, go to networking events on those evenings without having to plan for a sitter, things like that. So that I just put into place about like three years ago. And that's been a huge changer for me because even if I don't have um, a real estate appointment or a networking event to go to, I will stay at the office late those nights. I will, that's like a night I'll go and get my nails done, right? Like do self-care stuff. It's just, I truly protect those two days as stuff to do what I need to do outside of being mom. Right. So I heavy, heavy, heavy stack those two days. And then the other three days are, you know, I drop the boys off at school and I work from the time I drop them off to the time they need to be picked up.
0: And you, you know what like two 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 things really quickly, number one, I think the heavy stack thing is amazing because I think. As entrepreneurs, self-owned businesses, people, everybody that's in like the work field like that, we stress yeah. ourselves out like, oh my God, I gotta do this, 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 when am I gonna do it? But in it's a Thursday, you're like, that's all good. I'll do it Monday and Tuesday. I've got all the time in the world on those days. You know yes. that on those days, it can be done on that day. Instead of like, oh my God, I don't have any set time. I need to do it for an hour right. now. Let's be real. We get distracted. We're cleaning the house now. Now we're running to Kroger. We're target. I have to make a return. It's <laughs> like I'm not yeah. getting my shit done. And you're like, yeah. oh, Oh my god! I never really did any of the things that I was supposed to. Do. So those heavy set days are like a nice, again, safety net to be like, I'm doing it that day. Chill the fuck out, and everything else will work out. And then the second yeah. thing is when you said the balance not being a word in harmony. This is so funny to me because have you ever like watched a movie or listened to a song on a on a show, and then you get in your car and all of a sudden that song or that movie is playing everywhere. It's just like it's crazy how it happens like that i haven't heard the word harmony in years and then i just talked to dana mott exactly about this question about like how do you balance your life she goes i or no i asked her the question what's a word you hate and me being a fucking asshole i go i hate the word moist i think it's disgusting i don't like it she hauls off and she goes i hate the word balance because there's no such thing she's like i like the word harmony because it's like My balance is harmony. So that way, you know, if I did a couple good things at work, but then my son and my daughter are doing great at school, that's balanced to me, even though I didn't get as much work as how happy my kids were. Maybe my kids were brats that day and I got a lot of work done that day. It works out. So I love that you said, I don't like balance. I like harmony because that's what like success is to me and how I keep everything maintained.
2: Yeah. I mean, and I would say, um, flow as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, I, I, when, when, uh, Kristen said trial and error, I was like heavy on the error. (laughs) Um, when I started in this industry, it was truly to try to find some sort of purpose and financial freedom for my kids. I wanted to stay home. I was waiting tables again for the hundredth time of my life because I wanted to be home with my babies. And so for me, you know, the, the flow, the balance, whatever you want to call it, really came from all those years of figuring it out as I went. And so it's like, take the action, figure out what serves you, leave what doesn't serve you. And, you know, my kids were going through different seasons of life at the time. And now um, I will say that I have found a pretty good flow as well. And my schedule actually looks very different from Kristen's. Like she heavy stacks two days. Mine is more of a flow. I rely heavily on my Google calendar. I color code the stuff that I have to do. If it's a money-making activity, it's green. If it's anything to do with my coaching business, it's yellow. If it's anything to do with the personal stuff with the kids, it's purple. I mean, like I live and die by this discipline of my calendar, which actually leads to the freedom of being able to make choices of what I'm going to do and when I'm going to do them. And I've started to find, certain things that are non money related things that actually make my businesses run better. Like I have to get a workout in the morning, I need those endorphins pumping, I have to just get that that my mind right, right away. Um, I also know that I want to be there for school pickup. And I want to be there for school drop off. So I think it's knowing yourself and what your priorities are, I could work 24 seven, because I love work. I could be on Canva creating, I could be coaching, I could be public speaking till I died. What I'm not naturally good at is that like homemaker part of me, but it's very important to me. So it was like prioritizing, when am I going to be home? How am I going to be present in the moment? And that's really taken the last two to three years to hone in. Um, so I would always tell people like, give yourself grace while you're trying to figure out your new system. So like you guys, you both of you have said, like the heavy set days and then
0: going with the flow either way both of you have somewhat of a schedule that you rely on in order to yeah. know this is when I'm doing my shit whether it's Monday Tuesday obviously you're working still the rest of the week but you know Monday Tuesday are your thing Kristen and then Amber you're like yeah. this day's this this day's this this day's this nothing's changing it that's what it's like a time block you know it's getting done and you rely on it so regardless it's like kind of prioritizing a schedule sticking with it and not getting out of the boundaries of that in order to accomplish what you want in order to to, I guess, complete the task ultimately, right?
1: Yeah. And I guess too, to Amber's point about like the, you know, what's important to you at home and stuff like that. I think the other thing that is not um talked about enough amongst women is like, we're expected to do amazing in all these areas of life, right? Like we're supposed to be amazing at like keeping the home, the home. We're supposed to be amazing mothers. We're If we're in business, we're supposed to be amazing at our business. Um, We're supposed to be amazing at having sex with our partners. Like, you know what I mean? Like we're supposed to be great at all these things. And to Amber's point, I'm very similar. We're like, I love being a mom and I love having a nice home and blah, 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 and all this stuff. But what's more important to me is my quality time with my kids and with Jeff and stuff like that. So, like, I've really leaned in. Amber will tell you, I am the queen of fucking Instacart and Shipped. And I just started using this app called Sudshare. They pick up my laundry and do it for me, and it comes back folded, oh and it's the God, best thing in my entire amazing. life. That's amazing. So, I'm like, I'm all about this season of, I will never forget, I was like using Shipped before Instacart really even existed. And my siblings in a group text said something about, like, oh, well, that's only for people who are lazy. And I was like, what? OK, one, if these if these motherfuckers of my siblings call me lazy one more time, <laughs> we're going to have a problem. But <laughs> and I love my siblings, but like they just viewed it a different way <clears throat> where to me, I viewed it as leverage. Like if I, I enjoy what I do for my work and I enjoy spending time with my kids and I really enjoy traveling, too. Like I will jump a plane every weekend to go somewhere if I could and it, with and without my kids. Right. Like there's stuff I love taking my kids to. I love having a girls weekend, whatever it is. And so to me, it's like if I've created the freedom because what I'm doing, doing in my business to have those choices and do those things, and if I can pay, it's not even that expensive. It's a dollar per pound for this laundry app, you guys. So I don't get it. I don't get endorsed for this. Just so we know, I get no money for talking about this app. I'm just that excited about it. They literally pick up your stuff. It's a dollar per pound. I sent six loads of laundry because I was so behind the week after I was sick and it was right before the holidays for six loads of laundry folded gone less than 24 hours comes back on my porch in a pretty little bag folded i just have to put it away it was like $56 wow if that's what yeah me to have every item of dirty clothing now clean in my house and put away and i got to then do something else like taking my kids to go do something fun that is what's important to me so like i think it's okay to say like hey i hate doing laundry or i hate you know, cleaning my house. I'm going to leverage and I'm going to get a cleaner, right? That doesn't mean we're not good wives or partners or moms or homemakers that like, I just think it's about recognizing your strengths and weaknesses or what you enjoy versus don't enjoy. And if you have the ability and you've created that opportunity to make that choice and leverage and pay someone else to do it, like why not?
0: Work smarter, not harder. Like let's yeah. be real,
1: right? I yeah. love that.
0: I, number one, I'm going to need the info on the globe <laughs> because I'll be the first. And if my boyfriend listens to this, he'll be like, Demery hates laundry. I will not do laundry. I'm awful at it. I have a million seven clothes, so I'm going to need that. But, yeah, working smarter, not harder. And I like what you said on there's this stigma that as moms, we got to do the mom roles. We got to do bath time every night. We got to do this, 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 this. this so we'd have to ask me cookie cutter. Perfect. And if it's not, then you're a failure as a mom. For right. me, I'm with Amber on the I'm a workaholic. I love working. I could work all day long. Canva, podcast, empower, unlabeled, my boutique, influencing, you name it, I'm doing it and I love doing it. I sound tacky sometimes when like I, if I, and someone's like, what do you like to do? I'm like, make money. I like to, <laughs> and it's For like, sure. I don't think it should be a negative thing. Cause I think we like kind of resemble that to being like slimy, but it's like, I like working, I like working. And then I like looking at my bank account and seeing what I just did got me those numbers. And again, I want the financial freedom so that I love my time with my son and I am outsourcing things so that I can spend more time with him to do the things that I want to, like you were saying, Kristen, but it's like, yeah. I also want my son to watch his mom put her mind to something, complete it and finish it and succeed at it. That is more important to me than being the cookie cutter mom, being miserable and having my son grow up seeing me like, I I can't do this. I can't do this. But like him seeing that I have, Rubu and Empower. He's like, my mom owns a clothing company and he gave his teacher a pair of earrings from my boutique for Christmas. He's like, these are from my mom's store. And she's like, I'm putting them on right now. The first thing he did, got in the car, he's like, Mom, Miss McLeod put the earrings on. She loved them. So to me, Aww. that's success. And I love that you guys are yeah. like, I love working. But I, you know what? It's also important to me to show my children that like, mom's got to work. Mom's got to do shit. This isn't the 1940s anymore. And I'm working smarter, not harder to be able to still hang out with you guys because we can do it all without killing ourselves, without thinking we have to do it all.
2: Oh yeah, amen. And I'm raising three girls and I want them to see that I'm just as empowered making Christmas cookies and creating home memories as I am running multiple businesses or deciding I want to add on a stream of business and what that looks like to try and fail and try again and shift and adjust. And I want them to see like, One of the things that we lose somewhere along the way is this limitless mindset that children have. Like when you're a kid, no one's like, I'm going to work at Chipotle. (laughs) Like, they're like, I'm going to be an astronaut. I'm going to change the world. I'm going to be president. And then we get on the playground and the crabs in the bucket show up and they're like, no, you're not get back down to reality. And the reality is if we can find the people who are like, Bitch, you can do anything. You can yeah, be an astronaut. You, then you can yeah. be a motherfucking <laughs> astronaut. Now yeah. it's going to take time. It's yeah. going to take work. It's going to take discipline. But you if that's truly your joy and your passion, you can do it. And that's what Kristen and I are, are not only cultivating, but also finding out ourselves in the journey is like, oh, I want to be a speaker. I can. How can I go about doing that? And I'm showing these three girls and Kristen's showing her boys. And kids watch mm-hmm. what oh, their moms are doing. They watch Absolutely. moms. They do. Dads are I, very important. Don't get me wrong. My husband is the bomb.com. He does laundry. He cooks better than me. I always say like, he'd be a way better housewife. The man wants to be kept. I just have to make enough money. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> He's crushing it in the parent and husband department. However, you know, like I'm the entrepreneurial spirit and I, and I didn't see that growing up. Growing up, it was like to be successful, you go to college, you get a degree, you become a doctor, you become a lawyer. Like that was kind of it. And I spent, too much of my 20s feeling like a failure instead of just recognizing what my gifts were which were opposite of that route yep and it's 2023 like let's be real here times are fucking changing
0: not everything that has to a success is college degree like i i was med school i dropped out of med school and i opened up a business i had no expertise in like it's 2023 Whatever you put your mind to, and you could do it. You can be successful at it. There is a man. I don't know if you guys, your kids, watch YouTube. There's a guy called Mr. Beast. He oh, made yeah, my kids love it. You know exactly who I'm talking about because my son loves Mr. Beast. That 24 year old boy made 40 or I'm sorry, 40, Jesus, 54 million dollars last year. Being a YouTuber. So when people are like, oh, that's not a job or that's not success or, you know, if you want to do these side hustles and speaking and all these things, it's like times are changing and it's not the same as it was anymore. You can do so many different alternative routes that people look down upon now as as success and teaching your children to follow not your footsteps, but to believe in what you want to do is more important than doing what everyone else wants you to do. That's huge. Like, again, with the YouTube, my son loves YouTube. Loves it, loves it, loves it. He now will go, hey mom, can I borrow your phone? I'm like, oh, why to watch YouTube? He goes, oh, no, I'm gonna make my own YouTube. He's fine. i sure. yeah. I'm like, you're gonna make your own YouTube. He goes, yeah, can I borrow your tripod? I walked in his room the other day. He's like, mom, go, you're embarrassing me. I'm, I'm on my, on my thing. I don't know if you guys saw it on my stories where he did the test spray on the mouth spray. He's like. Hey, guys, King here. Um, I'm going to test this out. I don't know if it's poison or not, but we're going to spray it. And it's- <laughs> he sprayed it, hated it, and it was hysterical. Why does he do that, and why is he confident that he can do it instead of being embarrassed and not wanting to get in front of the camera? Because he sees his mom do Facebook Lives for her boutique. I talk yep. publicly in places. I do podcasting. He sees me. It's monkey see, monkey do, and not that I want my son to – own a boutique and do all the things that I do. But I want him to know that my mom and my mom's generation was very, you go to school, you do this. She was not happy I dropped out of college and did all the things that I do now, but I'm happy and I'm successful at it. And so now she's on board with it. I want to teach my son yeah. that and same with you guys. You want to teach your children that whatever you put your mind to without this whole cliche, you can literally do it and you can get paid doing so. Right. If, any, if
2: if if my voice is reaching your ears, then I want you to shed off that fear and just go try it. Just take yeah. the action and do it. You will not regret just at least trying it.
0: Yep. And there's so much more, I think, what's the word I'm looking for? Happiness and self-satisfaction, knowing that you put your mind to something, did it and succeeded at it. It's just like there's, there's no feeling like believing in yourself well, and letting and think- it happen.
1: And I think even if it's not a full success at first, right? Like, say, like Amber said, it could be a lot of error that gets you to where you need to be. But I think that feeling and trying it and figuring it out is better than always wondering what if. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Try it out. It fails. You Now, you know, instead of sitting in this life of, oh, man, what if I did that? I could have succeeded. Now, you know, it didn't right. work out. You can, you can move on. Get over it and try something new that might work out better for you. Exactly. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, now part of this episode, I like to do this little questionnaire segment where I ask you guys 10 questions. Now guys listening to this podcast, Amber and Kristen were not prompted at these questions, so they have no idea what I'm going to ask them. This is more of a QA and a for the listeners to get to know you guys a little bit better. By the end of these 10 questions, they'll have a little bit idea, not that they already don't from how fucking badass you guys are from this whole podcast <laughs> episode, but they're a little bit more about you guys, your preference and likes and they just kind of let us know more about you guys. Cause so many times I listen to podcasts or watch a TV show and I get so indulged with the the person that they have on or the guests on the show and I go follow them and now I'm invested and I want to know more about them. So this yeah, is our opportunity. I love that. Yeah, it's fun. It's a good time. So I'm gonna ask you 10 questions. We'll start with Amber first on each one so you guys can answer them individually. We can hear what your guys' answers are. So okay. number one. A trend that you just cannot get on board with. Wide leg jeans. <laughs> and nothing against them. It's I'm, just, I'm, with you. I'm with you. I'm with you on e- that my one. My
2: ankles are my best assets. Skinny jeans were the best thing that ever happened to my, to my body.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Kristen? TikTok. Yeah?
1: <laughs> I don't That's have anything against it. I don't have anything against it. I just don't have any desire to get on the app myself and do the things
0: i you know what i envy you because i downloaded it and it's like a drug now like it's so fucking funny there's so much stuff on there now (laughs) that i'm wish like i wish i never did it's like what i would imagine if i started like someone started smoking cigarettes and you're like i can't stop i can't do it it's like (laughs) that it's bad oh all right number two if you could eat one food for the
2: rest of your life what would it be cheeseburger Oh yes! <laughs> I, my husband um calls me wimpy. He's like, you love burgers. I've never met a woman who loves a burger more than you. I'm like, thank you. It's very endearing. I love a cheeseburger.
0: I'm the kind of person I'll go on a first date and they're like expecting me to like, oh, I'll have a, I'll have the salad and I'm like the girl. Yeah, from, no, my I'm husband... like the I'm like the one on White Chicks. We're, like, oh, perhaps not. I'll take the large
2: salad <laughs> with yeah, the linguine. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Okay, here's a fun fact. I will never be the girl that orders the salad because I don't eat lettuce. So that's really? just a fun fact. Yes, everyone's always shocked by that. Um, it's not, I'm not allergic. It's like a texture thing. I don't know how to explain it. Everyone's like, it tastes <laughs> like water. What do you mean? I'm like, I don't know. But anyways, um, I would have to say, and it's not even like a whole meal, But like seasoned French fries, ooh, a good French fry is a good one. And if they have truffle fries, it's over. Oh, yes. Garlic aioli with, <laughs> with the the a truffle. good aioli sauce. Amber sees aioli on a menu. It does not matter what it's on or goes with. She's ordering I it. I changed my answer. Mine's aioli. Any sauce that says aioli, it could be just straight mayo. I don't even care. I'm eating it.
0: Hi, we have a coffee aioli. I'll take it. Man, it's with okay. the burger. I'll take it. <laughs>
1: she probably would. She wouldn't even pay attention to what else it said. Literally, we'll go to restaurants now, and I open the menu And if I see that word, I just go, oh, you're getting this? And she's like, oh, yes, I am.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for that.
2: (laughs) If you don't like aioli sauce, unfollow me now. (laughs) Yes. And it's like, realistically,
0: aioli, like you said, is just a fancy word for mayo. But it's like, I don't know. Something about it's bougie and I need it in my life right now. (gasps) So good. (laughs) All right. Number three. One word to represent the last year. Ooh.
1: Ooh, okay. We didn't plan that connected ooh either. Yes.
0: <laughs>
1: um, and it doesn't that, need to be anything like serious.
0: It could be like shit show. It could be colorful because I wear a lot of cool outfits. It I could have be mine. You
1: want. Okay, so I know Amber's supposed to be going first, but I'll <laughs> give her a second because I have mine because I have been asked this. Um, it's, it's whirlwind. Okay. I, long story short, we don't have to get into it, not try to bring the mood down, but um, we had a crazy traumatic house fire in July. So, like, I had this amazing first half of last year, then that happened, and it, like, flipped our world upside down. There's been a lot of amazing silver lining to come out of it, honestly. Um, but, like, it totally just, like, flipped us on our heads. And I uh, people have been asking me this, like, reflecting on the past year, and that's, like, the only word I can, like, right. describe it. We went from We went from getting engaged after 18 years at the end of March to this happening at the beginning of July. And it just felt like, how did we go from this to this? Like, I, I don't know how else to explain it. But yeah. so that's how it feels to me. And there was a lot of amazing things that happened this year. But, like, because of that being tossed into it, like, that's the best word I can use. That's a good yep. word. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Mine is
2: transition.
1: Um, I
2: made a lot of changes in my life business and personal. I started working out. I changed brokerages for my real estate career. I took my coaching to kind of like a different level and really niche down my clients. And I started public speaking. So I'll, I'll yeah. call it transition. I love that. A little mix of everything. All right. Number
0: four, if you have one item that should have been thrown out years ago,
2: what is it?
1: Trigger warning.
2: I'm throwing out everything right now.
1: I don't have anything from four <laughs> years ago. <laughs>
2: It all burned in the fire. This is what <laughs> we do all the time. She's like trigger warning. I don't have a red lipstick revolution sweatshirt anymore because it burned in the fire. I'm like, okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> don't want I don't want
0: to laugh at that at all. because it's
2: horrible. But I'm
1: like, you're like no, but here's, here's the good news. I can laugh about it now. Okay, so that's why okay. I make the joke because like I don't want other people to feel uncomfortable. And like, yes, we're working through it all. But like, truly, it was a it was a total loss. So like, I always tease Amber. We'll be on the phone and. She'll be like standing in her closet talking to me going like, I don't know what to wear. I have nothing, blah blah. blah. I'm like trigger warning, I actually don't have anything. <laughs> <laughs> but at least this you can like- make light of it now. You guys are all <clears throat> safe and we've
2: started new. We're started fresh. Yeah. I'm like I'm like, oh, you're so lucky starting fresh. Yeah. It's like all that. Um, mine cool. is hysterical actually. What I should have thrown away years ago is a Halloween costume that I wore in my 20s that is literally this little baby plaid dress with an apron that says Desperate Housewife on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Like, what in the tramp stamp Amber is going on around here? <laughs> oh my God.
0: I love it. Uh, okay. Number five Are you a breakfast, lunch, or dinner kind of gal? Brunch. Brunch? <laughs> You forgot the most important <laughs> option
2: for Amber. I guess you I'll, could
0: like I'll mend it, both of those together, right? Yeah, I'll yes. call
2: it breakfast. Breakfast oh. is my jam. I can make a hot, amazing breakfast. I love eating breakfast. But if you, I am a brunch queen. I would literally get a mimosa and eggs tattooed on my butt. I love brunch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen uh, the, insert, well, I saw it on Instagram. It's probably on TikTok too. But like I said, I'm not over there. Um, the Instagram reel where it's like, Uh, whatever trending audio was going on and then it's like, uh, you're almost going to bed, but then someone calls and invites you to brunch. And within like five seconds, you're ready and running out the door. Oh, them. absolutely.
0: <laughs> I love it. Brunch Just, it hits. You, I could eat breakfast for dinner every single night. I'm the same way for with sure. you
1: right there. Yeah, I would say it's probably the same for me. Um, The only thing is I'm not, it has to be brunch for me because I'm not an early eater. Like I'm not someone who, who gets up and needs to eat right away. So I don't like like an early breakfast. Okay. Yeah, but it like so. I love that kind of food, but it has to be at brunch time. Yeah, no, I'm the ocean. same way. Like I'm the kind <laughs> of
0: person waking up. I work for a few hours. I'm like, oh shit, it's eleven o'clock. But I'm like, you know, what yes. good? An omelet right now. And then like, that's eleven thirty, yeah. and I mean an omelet. But whatever, it works for me. I'm exactly. Regular, Yep. Okay, number six, which phone app do you think you use the most of? This should be like an easy one. Right? Outside of social media app? It could be any app you want. Some girls have said, you know, I use Instagram a lot. But then I had one girl who's like, probably my camera app because I take pictures. I'm like, oh, oh yeah. or some people uh, might say messages.
2: My messages app. I text like a fiend all day long. I'm constantly connected to people on text messages. So my messages app.
1: Yeah. M- mine is probably a combination of Facebook and Instagram yeah yeah well because what i even what i do for work like i nurture a lot of relationships there before they're even a text kind of conversation does that make sense oh right yeah because so so many people are on social
0: media and you're reaching out to them and then you make that relationship then texting them
1: yeah absolutely Yeah. so i probably spend more time there before it even is getting further than that okay
0: love it I always yeah. love hearing other people's things because it's like this one girl said what she's like probably my phone app I'm like girlfriend I hate phone calls like if my mom calls me yeah. I will text her back I'm like what like just yeah. text me please yeah
2: okay
0: sure. uh number seven what is your favorite candle scent
2: oh uh bergamot and uh sandalwood <laughs> So I'm sorry that I know that's so it.
1: specific <laughs> No, I'm actually pretty specific, too. So I like anything that is, like, cookie or vanilla, like that kind of thing. Like, when the seasonal Christmas cookie, sugar cookie scents come out, like, I love that. But then, like, for uh, all around any time of year you can find it, I love the Black Cherry Merlot from Bath & Body Works. Ooh, yes. It's so good. Have you guys ever smelled that one? I have. It's very good. Oh, I'm going to have to buy you one. And, like, it's so good.
0: Ugh, I like the mahogany teakwood. Anything that smells like a guy, I'm like, I, even when I'm too. like single living by myself. If my house doesn't smell like forty men were just spraying <laughs> cologne in my house, That's I don't want it. Like I want uh, it if to it's not, smell like If
2: that. it's not an Abercrombie 1999 mall trip, don't <laughs> oh give it to me. God. number eight how do you guys drink your coffee i own okay fun fact i didn't start drinking coffee till i turned 36 years old that's when i met my best friend who taught me how to drink coffee and i only (laughs) know how to order it and drink it one way and it's her famous frothy coffee which is a darker roast with cinnamon honey and froth half and half on top so i'm a real good time to go out with
0: Oh wow,
2: that is fancy! Like I, especially fresh. somebody who doesn't drink
0: coffee and then goes from like zero to a hundred like that. Let, <laughs> us, let <laughs> me tell
2: you how zero to bougie it. I went. I went from not even knowing how to use a coffee maker to owning a grinder. I grind my beans fresh every morning and a frother, and like I can't even I can't even drink normal coffee. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so with me, I actually I don't think I've ever drank like a a black coffee with anything in it. I am like that bougie basic bitch. I only like one drink from Starbucks and it's a caramel macchiato, which is espresso. You know, there's espresso in it, but it's like a right. fluffy, you know, whatever drink. Um so that is literally, and then if I go to like a coffee shop, it's like I have to find whatever's closest to that. And that's literally all the only kind of like coffee drink I've ever drank.
0: Yeah, I'll drink like hot coffee. Do I love it? Not really. I like iced coffee, and I'll tell you what. I went when I went to Italy. Iced coffee does not exist. So it was a rough ten days. I'm not kidding. Even the even like the menus would say iced cappuccino. Come on in, and I'm like, hi. I'll have the iced cafe, and they're like, oh, ice. Yes, ice. They give you hot coffee with ice cubes in it. Like it, oh that's God. literally what it is. And so I would go to multiple places and would just get completely. Cause I'm like the same way. Like I like my coffee iced cold and super, super sweet. Like I want it to hurt my teeth. It's so sweet (laughs) with with diabetes.
1: So I feel like I'm I'm actually more of, so my parents are from Scotland. All my family's still there. So I'm, I grew up with like tea drinkers around me. So I think that's probably why I was never like a, in like the, the UK way of drinking tea, like with milk and sugar in it. Gotcha. So I think, I think that's probably why, like I just never, never got into coffee, coffee. Yes. I, yeah,
0: I got to get on the tea train because there's so many benefits of it and it just seems so good, yeah. but I just can't. <laughs> you got to uh, find the right ones. You do. I guess. I guess. I guess chai tea is like the only one, but it's still pretty much coffee at that point. Yeah. Uh, okay. Number nine, name an underrated hot celeb. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, for example, mine, as everyone knows, is Adam I know Silver. who yours is. He's the hottest more. man to walk this earth. It is the only man I'm allowed to cheat on my boyfriend with. It is great. So that is my underrated hot celebrity. Even though to me it's not underrated, it's just a well-known
2: fact. Oh my god, who do? I okay, like? so I said this to my husband before he was my husband, and now like any movie he's ever in, I have to hear shit about. But mine is always <laughs> Edward Norton. Really? Yeah. Okay. All right, he's I like can a see little it. Under the ra- yeah, it's like a little under the radar, like Fight Club, like, you know, like everybody wants Brad Pitt, but it's like, what about Ed? Yeah. <laughs>
1: I don't know yeah. who mine is. You stumped me on this one. I know it's hard,
0: but it's like, I, I will out, be out with my girlfriends. Like, I used to think James Franco was super, super cute. And at that time, he wasn't super popular. And all my girlfriends yeah. were like, he looks like, a uh, crack addict, like no Demi, he's gross. <laughs> and now he's like so hot, and everyone loves him. I'm like, see, next is Adam Sandler. I dare you, bitches, to say something about him. I'm like, it's so mad. but there's always that one person that you're like, he's. It'll come to you later. I cannot think of one right now, though. <sighs> it's hard though because it's like you, every time I say, oh, "Who's your celebrity crush?" Everyone's was like, oh, Brad Pitt, Channing Tatum. Right. It's like things. a totally like it's you're easy. expecting it. But yeah. it's so funny to hear people's underrated ones. I'm like, really? Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, last but not least, and this one can go deep or whatever, however you want it to go. What do you think your meaning of life is? Or, like, what is your calling? What do you think your purpose while you're here is for other people,
2: yourself, or the world? Okay, so. It's not lost on me that you're asking me this question after I just had a huge, deep discussion with a friend about this. And she actually recommended a book to me um, called Restless by Jenny Allen. So anybody who follows me, it's not uh, a secret. Like I go to church. I believe in God. I'm a Christian. And sometimes I have trouble marrying my very entrepreneurial, ambitious, money-loving self with that identity of Christianity as well. And so my purpose, I feel like, is to empower people to not see everything so black and white and to see that there is a mix here of um, following your faith, finding your God-given purpose, and it also leading to a very successful like life, whatever that success is how you define it.
1: Mm, I love that. Um, I think mine... And this kind of like doesn't go with just one thing. It's like a few different things. Um, I've started really leaning into, and part of it is like what we do with red lipstick, but like really leaning into talking about the things, even like we said about the mom stuff, right? Like talking about the things that maybe people don't always talk about or shedding light on things that don't get enough attention. I've been trying to share more of this and it's all, I think it's hard when we're in business, right? Like you, do, you don't ever want people to think you're using certain things in your life to gain for your business if that's truly not what it's for, right? Yeah. And um, my son, my oldest son who's eight, he has sensory processing disorder and a severe speech delay. And we've gone through a lot. We knew this when he was about two and a half. He's now eight, gonna be nine. And um, I think it's something that isn't talked about enough with moms and working moms and all this stuff, and like how you balance that. I think it's something people feel like very alone about. Um, Cause I felt that way. And I've even talked to people since, like when I do post something about it now. I'll get messages like it never fails. I don't post about it often, but when I do multiple messages, oh my gosh, we just found this about him, about my son or my daughter or whatever. We're going through this. What did you do? How did you do right? All these things. And I've talked to Amber before about like just wanting to share that, but I never also want to feel like I'm exploiting him. Right. For the, for that, like, I don't want people to feel like I'm doing it for the wrong reason. I truly like, I had never heard of sensory processing disorder before his diagnosis. So it was a huge learning curve for me. And, um, I just, I really just want to bring awareness. Like, that's one of the big things that sits on me is like to talk about that more. But I think just all the things that we don't talk about enough as moms and working moms and things like that. And that's a huge piece of it for me. But I think a lot of what we touched on today falls into that category, right? Like, that it's right. okay to leverage, that it's right. okay to not love being a cook or doing laundry or whatever. Like, I just, I want other moms and women and, and men and dads and whatever, like, to know that it's okay to not be good at or want to do all the stereotypical things that are expected right and um what i've gone through with my son has been a huge piece that's like made me want to use my voice more, I guess. Right. Bringing awareness
0: to other people to make them not feel so alone because it's half the battle. It's like you don't want to yep. talk about it because you're like, I'm the only person on Earth that's going through that. And you know you're not, but you're like, if yep. I talk about it, people are going to think I'm using it to my advantage. But in reality, exactly. you, you don't realize like how many people are experiencing the same thing regardless if it's motherhood like stuff with your son your personal issues with life with confidence it could be anything of raising awareness right. it worst again worst case scenarios people aren't experiencing it but it, it, it could potentially raise just one person to help them feel like they're not alone in any situation that you're relating them to exactly Oh, I love that. I love that. Okay. I guess that was the 10 questions, but I have one more question. Where can the listeners find you guys like individually
1: and your red lipstick together? What is your stuff? We make it very, very easy. So I would say Instagram is the main uh, place publicly to be able to find us. So um, individually, I'm at Red Lip Kristen. Amber is at Red Lip Amber. And then our page for the Red Lipstick Revolution is at Red Lipstick Revolution. Is it the or just no, Red, at, at, at Red lipstick Red yep. revolution? Um, so those are the three pa- places publicly. We also have a private Facebook group that uh, we utilize to nurture that community. So if you want to go there, if you go to the link in the Instagram bio, you can get the link to join the Facebook group. Um, and we do we keep that private. It's not something everyone can access. And we do that purposely because we want women to feel comfortable in their asking for feedback on their business or being vulnerable, letting us know they're struggling with something. Um, So that is a private, you know, group. That's not the public platform. And then Amber mentioned this earlier, but every Thursday at 12 Eastern standard time, we are on clubhouse doing a call. Love it. Yeah. Love it. So I'll
0: put. I was gonna say I'll tag b- all three: yours, Amber's, and the duo in the show details below, guys. So anyone listening to awesome. this and didn't get the like correct spelling or whatever the situation, may forget about it. It's gonna be linked in the show details. So if you're listening to this, you can go either on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, wherever you're listening to this, and in the details I will link it. You guys can just click it. It'll take you to all three of those, just to make it a little bit easier. That way you guys can find them so much easier. Because trust me, you want to follow them. They are literally your biggest hype women ever. <laughs> you're the best thank so, you yeah so to all of our nice babes listening to this like these two we love you and we need more of you guys. So every Monday, there will be an original episode and every Thursday, we'll feature a guest or guests like me talking with these two fun girls. And we're going to be covering anything uncomfortable, entertaining and inspiring topics like this one, like we just did with Amber and Kristen. So ladies, thank you so much for coming on today's episode. I know you guys have a lot going on today with some meetings and just living your best lives so i just want to say it has been an absolute pleasure as always talking to you guys and thank you so much for coming on today thank you for having us yes absolutely so much yes so until then everyone enjoy the day go give a couple compliments and we will see you back here on the hbic podcast every monday and thursday